0: personally experiences in in my life but i've heard a lot of uh, parents addressing sin like this right how could you do this what will people say it is not the fact that you did the sin and you violated something but what will people say right so uh, that's why i said it is very uh, ingrained in us this this whole Uh, you know, this whole approval thing. And and we all, I am 100% sure all of us will relate with this, right? And that we've carried on, you know, throughout our lives because we don't know. We don't know any other life. We don't know, um, you know, uh, our identity in Christ. We don't know all this. We always think that this is what we need to be doing, right? Uh, We we look for uh, greener pastures every time for that. We do, you know, so many things like this, right? Um, And now, uh, I mean, not all approval is bad, right? I mean, the approval of uh, even uh, finding favor with men is not in, bad in itself, right? I mean, if, you, if you, uh, you always want to do good work, like good, proficient, um, you know, efficient work so that you get an approval from your boss and things like that, right? Um, or if you want to get accepted in a college or the work that you do or the essays that you write, that's all part of approval, right? I mean, it, there's nothing wrong in that in itself. Right. And uh, so um, the when, when we sometimes, uh, you know, even without our realizing it, uh, that desire for approval influences our attitudes, okay, and our behaviors, and it can become the driving force and our motivation for our goals and desires. That's when it starts tending to look a little messed up okay um let, let's look at quick, um, a quick quick thing from scripture right uh, john 12 36 the second part okay john 12 36 onwards the second part i'm just going to read it when jesus had said these things he departed and hid himself from them though he had done so many signs before them they still did not believe in him so that the word spoken by the prophet isaiah may be full fulfilled lord who has believed what we heard from us and to whom has the arm of the lord been um, been revealed right? therefore they could not believe for again Isaiah said he has blinded their eyes and hardened their hearts lest they see with their eyes and understand and it goes on uh, to say that and then verse 42 says nevertheless many even of the authorities believed in him but for fear of the Pharisees they did not confess it so that they would not be put out of the synagogue for they loved the glory of, that comes from man more than the glory that comes from God. Okay, so um, just as a precursor, those of us who struggle with approval as an idol, okay, um, generally seek glory from man, okay, and want all the glory for ourselves. Uh, we want people to look at us uh, and accept us, uh, praise us, approve of us, even envy us, right? And as we get older, we struggle with needing the approval of uh, people generally uh, around us. You know, their questions um, uh, generally assault: I do they accept me? Do they trust me? Uh, you know, uh, do they believe in me? Am I good enough for them? How can I make them feel good? Like how Benji said, or happy? How can I make people happy? Do they respect and value me? Right? I'm sure all these are questions that we have asked, uh, either uh, you know verbally to ourselves, or it's just been at the back of our head. And so our entire life revolves around doing things for the approval of people around us, right? Uh, And where it gets messy uh, is when, uh, uh, you know, they love, verse 43 says, they love the glory that comes from man more than the glory that comes from God, right? When uh, So there's uh, a um, um, uh, phrase, uh, that says life um, um, has only has meaning, or I only have worth. That's what we've been looking at in the last uh, many uh, weeks. Um, what has meaning and worth only if I am loved and respected by certain sort of people, or loved and respected by and approved by certain certain people, right? Um, and, and and it's it's really um, um, uh, the thing. Our greatest um, nightmare. Right, um, people who uh, have this uh, uh, idol is uh, rejection. Right, we'll keep on fighting to keep people from turning their backs on us, or pe- keep from people rejecting us. Or um, you know, we'll constantly try to please uh, the people that we want approval from. Right, and uh, there is a uh, there's another phrase which I, I loved when someone when someone wrote. Sanction from people can compete with sanction from the spirit, right? When when I'm competing uh, um, uh, for people's glory, uh, people's approval more than approval from the Holy Spirit and more than approval from God. Um, so this was just a glimpse of where all we've seen it, how deep rooted actually approval is. Uh, how you know uh, if I constantly. Do things uh, for them, and it could be in the church. I go only to church because of this. Uh, I do this ministry because of this. Um, I, um, um, I, you know, I only um, um, uh, do such and such a thing, or I'll, I'll take this job uh, only because of this. Uh, and we don't do it because uh, God has asked us to do it. Then we are, you know, heading in heading for trouble, right? Um, So we'll just uh, quickly um, get into our uh, groups. Uh, Let's discuss this. Let's see how how all this manifests. And we'll come back for a quick uh, antidote uh, with Joe would be taking and then a summary after that. Yeah.
1: Discussion in your uh, groups, uh, in in the group here, it is mainly my home. Whoever's in my home was here. <laughs> nobody, nobody apart from that. So it was a very open discussion, very transparent discussion. Can't escape any of these questions as well. Um, okay, so um, approval, and we heard a lot about it, right? And um, uh, you want to show the PPT. Okay. All right. We'll just come to some basics out here uh, before we move into the actual antidote. So uh, we're looking uh, at foundation, right? And uh, I'm guessing that, you know, most of you could kind of realize the fact that where our point of attention uh, goes in terms of uh, where we have placed ourselves, including uh, whoever's, uh, approval that we seek of, uh, where we have placed it, uh, versus where we have placed God. As you can see over there, I've clearly put out, you know, uh, we have actually exchanged, you know, the position where God should be to where, you know, uh, man is in our lives. All right. And, uh, Just a few uh, statements that I'm going to read out over here. Um, God's approval is not enough. When we go through such situations where we place a lot of importance to approval from others, right? So a fear of man outweighs the fear of God. Uh, It defeats the gospel in our lives. You use the approval of others as motivation to work harder. You don't like doing good deeds without being seen with other people, seen by other people. I think a few of us kind of relates to that. You do want to try something. You don't want to try something unless you know you'll succeed. You love others in order to get their approval. Right? Um, if you look at uh, that portion, um, of John 12, 42, 43, or just, uh, even if you read a little ahead of it, you'll come to see Jesus is addressing, um, a crowd there of Greeks. And I think, uh, who else was the Andrew was there. Um, and, uh, he's, he's trying to, uh, talk about or address the fact or few, few aspects of unbelief over there, right? And uh, we, I, I took this also, you know, at home when we were doing this uh, study. Uh, there's this particular verse that kind of hit me. Nevertheless, even among the rulers, many believed in him. But because of the Pharisees, they did not confess him. Lest they should be put out of the synagogue. For they loved the praise of men more than the praise of God. Right? So, we can say, you know, a fact out here that every man on this earth, man, woman, child, is not immune to this. Even if we are hardcore believers or we are unbelievers, the fact is, if there is something that uh, kind of tarnishes our image of we might think that is not acceptable to a group of people who we uh, kind of associate with right uh, we kind of hold back all right uh, let's go to the next uh, slide yeah so this is what the the core of it is all right if you look at isaiah six three Holy, holy, holy is the Lord of hosts. The whole earth is full of his glory. The whole earth. He's not talking about just portions of it. Not just Bangalore or Mumbai or you know, any of those uh, uh, kind of sections of society. Nothing. The whole of this earth. So which kind of you know, cements the fact that there is this God who is completely holy. And only his glory matters. Nobody else's. When we have taken our eyes of God and we have set it on people, things, or whatever it is that we struggle with to lift our sort of image. All right. And we have basically displaced God of his glory. All right in our, and who we are, who have we placed over there? We can say it's another man or thing or whatever, but at the end of it, it is just us. If somebody approves of me doing something right or wrong, whatever it is, right? At the end of it, who gets the satisfaction? Anybody wants to answer that on Zoom? Who gets the satisfaction? i want to hear somebody say that me of course so there you have it me let's go through this right so the fact is there it's out there and god is glorious and when we start focusing on that glory and what he did on that cross, right? When that is the fact of it, right? Then we'll have a different kind of perspective. I'll just read these points out. Trust in the glorious God. Believe that the Lord is your father. Your passion should be to want his, but not ours. Believe he's bigger than your idols. He is meant to be our focus because he is the God of glory. If you look at that diagram, it kind of shows um, a different perspective for us as believers from the point of knowing and committing to Christ. It's a growth pattern. We are not immediately going to... um, Kind of uh, realize what are our growth areas in terms of having a bigger view of God and His glory, and turning our efforts and our idols and uh, you know all this um, you know energy we put into various different things that kind of highlights. How do you turn the
2: volume up? So it kind
1: of you know uh, it's a growth. Pattern. So as we mature and as we gaze upon God's glory on a constant basis, on a daily basis, that's when we come to the realization of each and every act of ours, word of ours, interaction of ours, right? Um, in understanding whether what we're doing, saying or showing is going to give glory to God or to me. Approval comes only from one source, and that was from the act on the cross. His forgiveness and His propitiation for our sins, right, showed that through that cross that we are going to stand approved in front of God through Christ Jesus. Now there is nothing else that we can do on earth as we live here that can ever bring that to us. right? So in response, what what do, what do, what, what happens when we start, you know, walking that, you know, sort of uh, a lifestyle where we constantly gaze at God and we constantly, we make that effort that uh, God, you know, you, you require, uh, you know, the glory and I need to live according to that standards. Right. I need to realize what I'm doing and uh, for you not for me so when we go through this some of these responses if you can see can you just yeah i'll just read out so matthew 717 every healthy tree bears good fruit but the diseased tree bears bad fruit that means our lifestyle will start building fruits right second corinthians 129 but he said to me my grace is sufficient for you for my power is made perfect in weakness who is weak we therefore i will boast all the more gladly about my weaknesses so that christ's power may rest on me that means whatever we do is through christ and that is that happens only because of his approval romans 7 7, 18 for i know the that good itself does not dwell in me, that that is in my sinful nature. For I have the desire to do what is good, but I cannot carry it out. And who do we have has helped to carry it out? Christ Jesus. Right? So there there is never going to be any amount of effort that you're going to put, right? Which is going to be successful unless and until you have Christ with you, all right? That translates to a lifestyle where you will see service. You will be more of service. Your life will speak of service. It's not just, oh, let me do this for you. So that, you know, it pleases yourself. Lord, let me do this for him or her because you have to be glorified in his or hers, like love. Then it, it's not significant at all. If somebody doesn't like the way probably we do certain things, say certain things, work, church, what, wherever it is, it doesn't matter because God our father, has approved me should we be uh, but a word of caution here should be should we be arrogant about it no because there is a tendency sometimes that we might get arrogant but in a closer walk with god and with christ on a daily basis when we start gazing right we make sure the love that we show and the acceptance that you know we have that that realization that You know, Christ has accepted us, gives us an assurance which is, you know, is not going to be arrogant in your life. It's not going to be, it won't manifest that way. Right? It will be true. It will be genuine. That means your friends and even your enemies will see and experience that. Ministry. It can be translated into many other things. Right? One of the... uh, key rhythms that uh, came out was evangelism, right? Evangelism when, when done practically for us in our head, we have only this one thing. I You go and speak to people about Christ, give them tract. Maybe you might, you know, have a, uh, have somebody who's reached out to you. You want to go, you know, talk to them about Christ and those kinds of things. Uh, but it's not just that it's, Uh, what, you know, many of us brothers talk about life on life, right? Where we kind of minister into people's life in any way, form that can, you know, draw them closer to Christ and away from man's view of approval, right? So these are just few of the ways that, you know, Uh, these outcomes of such uh, a response that we have when we realize the fact that God has to be given the glory and not us. Okay, with that, uh, I'll stop and probably leave it open for any... I think Liju, uh, you want to sum up?
2: Hey, hi. So yes, we will wrap up. I just want to thank you guys for the opportunity to do this uh, series with each one of you. Uh, it has been awesome. And I think what, I, what we're going to do is, um, you know, we're going to do a series sum up. It's not a sum up, it's probably a wrap up. The wrap up because it doesn't end here in one sense, but it ends at least from a series perspective. And I thought that we must do that and I'll just take about, I don't know, five minutes? Five to six, yeah, five minutes. I think that should be, that should be good. All right, so let's talk about doing a series wrap-up, right? So first of all, what's an idol? An idol is anything that we run to when we are in pain or pressure. uh, And you can go back to the notes, and there is definitive meanings to it. But remember this in simplicity. When you are in pain or pressure, what you run to is an idol. Okay, so keep that in mind. Second, there could be a 100 idols available to us to run to. You know, did you know that there is image idolatry? There is like part of the approval stuff. There is work idolatry. Um, there is achievement idolatry, materialism idolatry, um, racial or cultural idol- idolatry. There is inner ring idolatry. You know, you know this, you, this is a big, closed group. Okay, you don't have entry here, right? So, uh, family idolatry, even the, some of the good ones, religion idolatry or ministry idolatry. May I dare to say church idolatry. There could be umpteen number of idolatries that we could run to. I mean, there are so many idols that we can run to. And uh, what we have done in this series is we have just kind of focused on four root or source idols, as we call it. And they were uh, comfort, control, approval, uh, control and approval. And what we believe is that most of the other idols or sin manifestations can always roll up to these four, right? And it's not necessarily, and we are not kind to of, kind, of, kind of get bothered about, oh, I have this problem. It's just that we want to just keep it simple for a series sake. So there could be so many expressions of it, right? Now, what is the impact if these idols continue in our life? And if they continue to reign and they are not crushed, what is the impact? So number one, we are actually calling God's character into question. Now, how do we do that? You see... Whenever we have idols and whenever we run to these things that tend to give us some fix, right? we are actually giving accusations against God. And the accusations are the fact that God is unfair. Uh, it's undue. Um, you know, un- we basically are doing an unfounded accusation against the creator of the, of the universe. right? Uh, you accuse him of not being good, actually, when we run to an idol. You accuse him of not being for you. <laughs> Uh, You accuse him of not blessing you and why you bless others, but not me. Uh, You accuse him all the while, breathing breathing his air in the body that he has given you. Do you see that? Essentially, that's very dangerous. And whenever we run to idols and if you don't address it, we are calling his character into question. The second point is that the gospel, and like Joey shared, the gospel and all of God's truth is suppressed. You know, somehow, like like Sergeant had brought this out in the first session. They have picked up this idea that the gospel is only for the future, like the fire insurance out of hell, right? Uh, and we miss out the nowness of the gospel, or we call what you what you call the power of the gospel in the present life here on earth, right? And it is effective in the here and the now, and that's something that we've got to pick up. And the more that we live in these idle world what we're going to do is we're going to suppress the gospel. The gospel becomes absolutely something that that is not real to an outside world. And it also makes all the truths that God has revealed to us. For example, when Jesus said that I have come to give you life and life in abundance, that's really if if you live a life of defeat, that's not really true, isn't it? Right? And therefore it suppresses God and all his truths in all its essence. Right? So uh, that's something that uh, that's a key impact. And number three, and what this series is also trying to address and and, and trying to pivot on is that lasting change seems impossible. You know, so what do we do when the gospel is not effective in our lives today? If you're like me, I lived for a long time faking it. Um, uh, Defeated lives, addicted lives, enslaved lives. That's that's what's going to happen if you're not going to address these idols. And uh, Um, you know, any success we have had because of all the hard work we have done to change something in our lives is always very short-lived. And because we have tried to do that in our own strength. So the impacts are huge if you don't address some of these idols. And that is why we are having uh, this series. Now, I want us to remember that don't get hung up on the idol stuff, okay? Uh, You know, we might have one or more of these idols if you have been through these questions. Or we could span across all four and we would say, oh boy, I've got this trouble, right? Now, the reason we have actually done this series is now to give each of us a language around owning our sin. You need some owning, right? Now, this is a principle, right? There are core issues in our life, but we cannot address anything if we are not aware of what we have. And that's a key principle. You cannot dispossess what you don't possess. Okay, that sounds very, hmm, that's very, okay, that's, that's so obvious, right? unless I have this phone and I hand it over or I let it go, then only I, it is not in my possession. So I must know that I'm, I do have this, right? So in other words, uh, you can only let go of what you know you have, right? Uh, You know, uh, if you don't own it, it's so difficult to dispossess it. And, What we have done in the series is to give you that language, to to give you that idea, oh boy, I'm not that real clean, actually. I've got sin in me. And if that is not unmasked, you have actually closed, you and I have actually closed the gateway to abundant joy, uh, to abundant peace right here on earth. And uh, that is why we we have done the series. It's to bring you that awareness. Once you're aware, it's easy to let go. But if you're not aware, you will say, "Why am I doing the series? The series has no effect simply because I'm not aware." But looking at all those questions that we have done so far, I think that you know, if our hearts are fertile, we would have picked up at least something. Say, "Oh boy, I am a worship comfort. Um, I, am, I am a worship. Um, I, I'm a comfort worshipper. I am a, a power worshipper. I am a control worshipper. I am an." approval worshiper i love it i worship it if i if i'm not aware of that i really cannot um, talk about it so take the opportunity to actually uh, talk uh, about these stuff with each other uh, get into deeper conversations let's talk about uh, the depth of our sins and our heart issues and the realization that we are full of sin I embrace this fact that while we are still sinners we are also fully accepted in Christ. That's the reality. The gospel has two pillars always. We are sinners, Parallel track because we are fully accepted in Jesus Christ. You know, only Jesus can displace these idols. This is what I was, what I was to say that there are no formulas at work. You cannot do it. And that's the revelation here. But he can. So if you and I allow him to reign in our lives, it's possible. And that choice, God does not make for you and me. I have to make that choice to allow him to reign. And then he crushes all my idols. When he is my higher affection, once he's my higher affection, you will see that there's a supernatural disappearance of these sins that you and I have been trying to address because you're addressing it at the root issue. All of these idols have no um, are, are, are going to defeat you. But remember, the idea of you know power, uh, control, approval, all of these are not bad stuff. When it becomes a God and it becomes an ultimate thing, we are in trouble. And that's exactly why we are done this today. So I, I, I hope the series was useful. So uh, we will use this time for questions or comments or whatever you have been through in the series or, or probably in practical lives as you started kind of experiencing some of these things. So let me open that. So Sarjan, uh, you had a question that came across in some format. Can you, you want to shoot that? And that'll be the opening batsman. Uh-huh.
0: Uh, yeah, so um, uh, does this mean that we, um, you know, never, uh, you know, work towards pleasing uh, others or, you know, just uh, get the approval of others or pleasing others? Um, because even when you look at scripture, um, it says that uh, Jesus grew in, uh, you know, wisdom and stature and favor with God and man. So, you know, how does, uh, is, is this telling us that uh, that we're not supposed to be pleasing to anybody or...
2: Uh, okay, this. so in the idol, so you are saying in the idol of in
0: uh, idol of approval, yeah, in, in the, the idol, idol of
2: approval, yeah. In the in the idol of approval, obviously there is always this, uh, you know, when we say some statements, there are, you know, we could kind of misrepresent those statements and go into extremes. For example, I am not a people pleaser, right? Um, that's not, uh, you know, we should never take that into extremes to say that. And I think that the idea that um, we should be pleasing others, uh, you know, it's it's it's. It, in, in the essence it's not a bad thing but the purpose is what to build them up it is to uh, not for acceptance that uh, i'm a people pleaser so you see it's very important for us to pick that up otherwise what we're going to do is we're going to seek approval um uh, in the wrong way right i mean i think i am i am reminded of the time when um was it at uh, the baptism of jesus and you know uh, God the Father said, this is my son in whom I am well pleased. There is, you know, we need, I mean, we, the fact that we are we are uh, accepted by God and Jesus himself was completely accepted by God, those are all relevant stuff. But we don't take that to an extreme to say, don't contract If you are struggling, if you and I are struggling with the idol of approval, don't go to the extreme to say, I will be very rude to you. I mean, that's just weird, right? God has asked us to be humble, and to, kind, uh, to be kind and to be gentle. And when we think about things like, uh, we say, I'm speaking the truth. Obviously, when we speak the truth, we are called to speak the truth in love and in grace. And so one of the words that I love to use is, we use the word, hey, I confronted this guy. We don't need to, you know, more than confront it is care front. So, uh, you know, people with the idol of approval, you want to say truth um, um, because you want to build them up not to tear them down. And so don't go into extremes. So um, I'm, I'm not too sure if Saad that clarifies, but uh, anyone else who wants to add on this, uh, please feel free.
3: I was just thinking about, I think there's a statement or the gist of it was you do something out of the overflow of your heart. You So you do it, not you're not working for it, you're working from something and that's, I don't know if I'm uh, conveying it properly, maybe you can rephrase that, but Whatever you do, it comes out of an overflow. So you're not working for approval, you're working from approval.
2: Yes, Sandra, bang on. Absolutely. That's the system. Most of the systems that we have lived in is working um, for approval. Whereas in the gospel system for us, we are working from approval. Right. And that's so profound. Thanks, Sandra. Joby, you're going to say
4: something? Yeah, I was just going to say that uh, in whatever we do, the question that we should ask is how does this activity or how does this glorify God? Uh, If we get an answer to that, I think then we are on the right track. If the answer to that is this is not actually to glorify God, but actually something that will massage my ego or me, then I think we've got the answer there. So uh, I can love, so I've decided to, you know, go and meet somebody. Uh, why am i meeting that person is it because we can encourage one another or is it because if I go meet him he will tell somebody that I went to meet him you know that why is a big thing so just want to share that
2: yeah why the why is an important thing
3: yeah I was just thinking about um, we were discussing about motives in our group. And I was just going over some of the things that I've done. Uh, and a lot of times my motives are very mixed. It's not that I don't have um, you know, any bad motives. Sometimes uh, my motives are impure. But I think, uh, and I used to beat myself up about it saying, oh, uh, everything that you do, Sandra, is like coming out of some place of approval, even if it's not 100%, um, like, you know. In the sense, uh, even if I acknowledge that I have the idol of approval, uh, and I try and do things uh, working from the gospel and my identity. Somewhere when I analyze it later, it's like, oh man, you were doing it for this person. You were doing it like in the sense you were doing it to get approval from them. So there's always an element like, okay, there is a motive of pleasing myself or pleasing someone else, not purely for the glory of God. And I think um, for me, I had to go through a process where I'm like, You know, I will do that. Uh, I I can't beat myself up saying my motives are going to be 100% pure all the time. And I think that's where confession and repentance really came into play. Uh, Acknowledging to myself that this is not really going to leave me like overnight. I'm going to have to keep working on it and recognizing and confessing and uh, constantly turning away from uh, those uh, motives that I've seen and within me that are impure and uh, turning to Christ in in that process.
4: Yeah. Oh, does Gabby want to uh, Yeah, Gabby wants to say, say something to give her space. And Gabby doesn't
2: currently struggle too much the
4: You know, I was just
5: thinking that uh, when mm. just pre- just preparing for um, this uh, just just was also you know just pondering through did people in scripture go through the struggle. Again? <laughs> Or is it more of a, you know, a current uh, struggle that we go through with all this acceptance, you know, with social media and, like that. and uh, you know, just a few, just to encourage, you know, there are many, many examples in scripture, people who really struggle with the proof. You know, when, when David went into one of the greatest battles ever won with Goliath, you know, um, Saul was not concerned whether, in whose name David came. He just wanted him to wear the best, uh, you know, the best, uh, what? uh, um, The armor. So he tried to put it all on David and says, boss, how do you look, man? And David is like, you know, I can't, I'm not here to wear all of this. I don't want your approval. I don't want your shield, your sword, your, you know, your breastplate. I don't want anything. But I've, he goes there to battle with the tiniest little thing to defend the glory of God. So he traded the approval of Saul and is ready to, you know, give God the glory. You know, when Joseph became, you know, when his brothers discovered that it was Joseph upon, uh, you know, the throne upon, you know, the the second to Pharaoh. You know, he was not too keen about their approval. Oh, there's a my goodness! Remember those dreams? This is that Joseph man. He's our brother man. He, you know, like look at our family, all of us here, and this guy has been now the uh, the PM. But Joseph was saying that for such a time as this God has pleased me. You know, so there was a glory, glory that was pointed to God. You know, we have uh, Ananias and Sapphira, right? When, um, when they, in Acts, they sold the land. Okay, they wanted the approval of people saying that how generous this couple is here. You know, so generous <laughs> that they sold the land and they put it all at the apostles' feet, right? And um, I think it's Peter, right, who says that you guys are actually lying to the spirit of God. Uh, and that led to judgment. Uh, you know, so even in scripture, as even when Joey was saying, you know, the last point, the point seven, you know, the focus is not on us, but to God for the glory of God. And, uh, you know, just adding to, you know, what you were saying, Joby, such, I think all of us, you know, we have to constantly make sure that, you know, what am I doing this for? Am I doing it for my glory? or are we doing it for the glory of god and when we study scripture you know, there are many cases that just people decide you know what i don't want this glory okay i give the lord the glory and we know it in philippians right when um, jesus was not looking at the acceptance of man but the obedience of a man's heart towards him he was looking at more of his his obedience to the father at the cross and to give god glory for the you know for the entire for us to be approved jesus was more concerned about the approval of his father um, through obedience, through death on a cross, you know. Just wanted to add in that, you know, but there are people in Scripture that went, that struggle just like us too. Um, so we can read through it too, yeah. Um,
0: <clears throat> I just wanted to encourage. If, uh, anybody has any um, you know, stories of, uh, you know, if they've been able to start, you know, any of those antidotes, those topical ones uh, that helps them. Uh, you can always share uh you know here as well uh, just as an encouragement for others that what uh, you know um...
6: um i think um like in regards to the comfort idol in one way i think uh, i think me and sandra can say this uh, cuz right after that session uh, my aunt had passed away and everything and then we had to go to my dad's side of the family to that house and everything and that was so out of my comfort zone i was just like lord you are testing me i don't want to do this i don't want to go to that house And like you know it's just like difficult going there and everything so I mean, it's just, it was very out of my comfort zone. So I don't think it's like an antidote, but I was just saying that I was struggling with that so much. And then like, I was like, oh, I'm finding it so hard to sleep here. I miss my home. I miss my bed. And I was like, so then I'm like crying to Sandra in the night. Sandra's like, yeah, I think this is good. We can experience. And I was like, shut up, Sandra. It was so annoying, but you know, it was, it was good. Like, you know, then we had to like face all of that. And uh, it was really hard. I think personally for me, cause I'm a person who uh, I think among all the idols, I think comfort is something I've struggled with so much. Like even leaving my house to go somewhere, I'm like, no, I don't want to go. I love my house. I love everything here. So, you know, I don't want to go. But then I think the Lord has been like telling me so many things. Like, uh, reminding me so many times about my comfort idol. Like, in so many ways, I think, ever since after that session. Uh, So, yeah, it was just, uh, it's hard, but, uh, yeah, I think that's something I can share personally that I've been going through.
3: Thanks, Jenny. I think in relation to that, uh, one of the verses that really helped me um, when I realized that I have... um, this idol of comfort because I didn't know how to get over it I didn't know how do I uh, I need something to back me up and I think the antidote was to remember that God is good Uh, and it was Psalm 34 verse 8 that really struck a chord with me when I was struggling with this particular um, expression of my comfort idol. Uh, I was really addicted to sugar uh, and I couldn't like survive a day without sugar that's where I went when I was uh, when I was stressed out or hurt or sad or whatever And, um, and it was, uh, and I really asked the Lord, like, just do something, (laughs) like, show me something that I can um, bank on so that I don't go to sugar when I'm stressed. And he showed me Psalm 34 verse 8, which says, Oh, taste and see that the Lord is good. Blessed is the man who trusts in him or takes refuge in him. And uh, and I just took it. And because I was so desperate, I I just wanted to stop having sugar every day. Uh, And it really, really helped uh, to just pray that even if I didn't really believe it, I actually didn't believe it. I didn't believe that he was better than than sugar, uh, but uh, but just continuing to pray that um, I started to see a change. I started to see God's deliverance in so many different areas, and um, yeah, and and he actually allowed me to go through a phase where I went through two weeks of not having sugar at all, and that has never ever ever happened. Uh, and now I now I have it. Now I still have cravings, but uh, but for that time, um, two weeks. It was like, you know, he was constantly reminding me that he is better. He is good. He uh, he is better than uh, sugar or whatever else I go to instead of him. And that was uh, encouragement for me.
2: So in one sense, you applied the rhythm of fasting um, uh, in one sense, right? And that's one part that you could do so that God is your sugar, uh, yeah. <laughs> if you want to call that. and uh, He is, uh, I mean, of course, of course, the scripture says it in words like he's sweeter than honey, uh, but you know. But that
3: was also one of the verses that he, uh, that he showed me. Uh, Psalm 19 verse 10, sweeter yeah. also than honey in the honeycomb. And that really strengthened uh, me as well. Yeah.
2: yeah. Uh, the, uh, you know, the joy of the revelation of what God does in our lives is that it produces more abundant joy and freedom in us. And that's something once we experience, we generally, uh, you know, the, it'll, there'll be butterflies in the stomach if you think about past sin and the past life.
3: And you can't if, go back. Like it's yeah, not, it's
2: not, it's very really uncomfortable even because we're not suited for it. Yeah. We're not designed for uh, sin to reign in us because the Holy Spirit is in us. It's very important for us to pick that up. So don't think of this as like big things like, oh, I have to do all this. You're going to find freedom. You and I are going to find a lot of freedom in, in this once we get it. Yeah,
6: you know, I was just thinking uh, with all of these uh, issues that we have, like I remember like people in my church saying that, you know, like, like not people mentioned, like some people kind of saying that, you know, like you kind of need to like hide, uh, you know, some part of you. So, you know, in order to preach the gospel, you need to be like this perfect person. But mm. I think I remember like, I'm, I'm sharing this on behalf of you, Sandra. But uh, like, so Sandra, she was going through a lot at that time. But through those struggles, she could, uh, I think many of you know that my friend stayed here and everything. So through that struggle, she actually shared so much with my friend and my friend could see that openness and that, you know, that, uh, you know, that sense that, you know, all of us are not perfect. And uh, it's so, it's so, I think, uh, encouraging to see that in Christianity, you don't have to be perfect. It's just that, you know, the Lord is the one that makes you uh, perfect. And the Lord is the one that gives you those desires to do his work, to do good deeds and everything. It's It's all the Lord and it's nothing in yourself. So like, 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 how, like, like Sandra could share so well through her life uh, to my friend in so many ways, uh, like that. And my friend could see that, you know, like, in, in that, like, so that is just like, you know, encouraging that we don't have to be perfect, even though we have these struggles, just because you're a Christian, you don't have to have it like on the dot perfectness kind of thing. So yeah, if that makes sense.
2: Yeah, it does, it does. Okay. Any 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 other uh, questions or comments? Um, uh, you can probably post it in the chat also privately to me, and I'll re- I'll read it out on behalf of you without announcing your name, and uh, uh, we'll ask someone to answer that. Uh, here's a question that I get uh, um, in different formats, and I think maybe I'll ask uh, maybe Sarjan or Benji or Joey or 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 anyone else to answer that. You know, what if I go through some series like this? And yes, I do see this. Idle, or see this challenge, and but you know I'm just cold to it. I mean, yeah, I mean, what do you do there? I, I'm, I'm, i mean, I mean, you, 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 know that feeling of, I don't know, what do you call that? Um, nothing. I mean, I'm, yeah, I have that issue, but I'm not troubled by it. This is good. It's working out for me, right? I don't need to change anything. What, what would be some thoughts
0: to that, Tim. in anyone in, in, in the panel? um, um uh, see, um, uh, something uh, like uh, comfort uh, for me, uh, stress eating. And um, although I've decided in my mind uh, and even with Shilpa that, um, you know, I, I will cut out sugars or I cut out something. There are days where uh, I would just say that, you know, chuck this whole thing. I, I'm just going to do it. Right? I mean, I'm just going to have that Coke. I'm just going to have that, you know, uh, two pieces of KFC or whatever it is, right? Um, it, it's not that in itself is essentially bad, but because I'm running to it to feel good, right? Um, and, and the question that a lot of us would ask is that, that, um, you know, I don't want to do anything, but it's working fine for me. Uh, so be it. But uh, you can continue for some time, right? You will find that it will fail you miserably eventually, Right. Um, so it's good to handle it now, but most of us—that's how humans are. Most of us, when we are at the bottom of the barrel, when when that when the things that we run to fail us miserably, is unfortunately the only times that we you know uh, tend to go to God, right? Um, uh, so if not now, it'll happen soon enough, uh, and and that not of your uh, own this thing, you would be at a point where you're. In a very critical situation and you're running to your idols and they will not satisfy you uh, at all. Uh, and then you'll see, okay, you know what, there's something that needs to change. I need to go to God, right? I need to go to God. So that's that's my answer to that. Like you might not think it's valid now. Uh, the same reason maybe I heard the same things, you know, many years back or many other things when I was growing up also, right? I heard so many messages. I've read the Bible so many times. I've seen so many truths but i never thought that applied to me and never thought that i had to change but then over time when god brings us to that point we find that all these things fail us and we realize that the only true god, uh, god is the only one who can satisfy us uh, you know and he's the only one who remains constant when we come to the realization we automatically you know we tend to want to go to that uh, that's it does does that answer your question Viju? you
2: yeah so you you are saying that it will blow up one day in our face
0: um, yeah and 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 if it blows up it blows up really badly <laughs> if it reaches to the point where it blows up it blows up and i have faced that right there are certain areas where it has really blown up and and it's not pretty at all like it's it's really hard to go through that um, yeah some some of those things those harder things that god wants to change in us it happens unfortunately when he brings us to that point of, of of just complete brokenness
2: okay, so just to pick up on that for the rest of uh, maybe the others can also answer this. so what do I do if I don't feel that um that grievous about it now, and probably it's not blown up in my face yet at this stage, what do I do?
5: Can I do anything, or do I wait for the crash to happen that's that's the Um,
0: uh, you. I know you asked others, but nobody's answering. So can I answer? <laughs> um, when you say, "I can I do something about it?" Right? Is that it? Do you
2: want to do it? You are asking.
0: Yeah, that's the that's the bigger question, right? Hmm. Uh, do I want to do it, or do I even have a need to? So what is my internal? desired do i really want to uh, you know live like christ uh, be christ like be grow in him and all that right for many of us that, that might not be a big reality right it's there at the back of our heads that yeah i am a believer i need to do this i need to do that um, so yeah i mean i don't know unless uh, unless the spirit we can take baby steps in praying about it but unless the spirit really uh, Convicts us of doing that. Uh, sorry, I'll, I'll, I'll wait for the other panelists. I
4: was also thinking, I think at that point, you need to ask the question, what does the gospel mean to you? Uh, I think that will that should tell us if we want to do anything about it or if we don't want to do anything about it. Right? Because there's no gray in this. It's, it's two different roads. Uh, and then if we want to do something about it, I think the, the, the overarching theme of what we are saying is identify the idol, confess the idol and seek accountability. And that seeking accountability will really help because some, some of the things we can't see ourselves at all, because we are so caught up in it ourselves. So that seeking accountability will really work. And I think that's the reason why God has created the church also so that we don't need to do all this alone, but we can do it together. Uh, So I would ask myself the first question, what does the gospel mean to me? Because if I don't want to do anything about it, it doesn't mean much to me. Uh, I would have to take a few steps back and then question things. And then if I'm still interested, but if I'm struggling, then seeking accountability, confessing. And we should believe in the power of prayer. Prayer is not talking into the air, but prayer is something that has power. The Lord works uh, when he answers prayer. Uh, but those are something that just come to my mind to your question,
7: Can I just go ahead it? Yeah, so uh, I think uh, you're right, Liju. I think uh, where is the motivation that comes for this? Uh, you know, sometimes when you don't feel it, like Tajan also said. And, you know, interestingly, during uh, at least the last three that I attended, you know, one of the things that we also talked about is how this particular idols that manifest in our lives affect people around us and that is something that you know uh, sometimes we are oblivious to sometimes we kind of ignore and uh, some of the things that we talked about is say the the power idol makes somebody else feel used around us or the approval idol in this sense uh, you know make the other person feel bothered or Similar lines, you know, condemned for control, you know, and in reality, in different situations around us, and I was reflecting upon how I am at my workplace, how I am with my family. And, and while I was, so, so to say, okay to live in that bubble of where I am, and of course, the Spirit has revealed, uh, you know, the ways in which these idols have impacted me internally also, and my walk and my relationship with, uh, with Christ. But I also, it has also revealed Are to me how finish? people, how people around me, you, you know, finish? have Are you also finish? been affected, Are you and that kind of. Are you finished? Oh, no, I'm sorry, I'm not finished here. One Are second. The first time I'm saying something. once What? Are you
5: finished? <laughs> yeah, yeah. So. Uh, Are you finish?
7: I'm getting finished. Yes. Uh, yeah. So uh, that's 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 definitely uh, you know. You know, at least family and, you know, even my colleagues around me. And that's something that I've realized how that's kind of affected uh, them. And that makes me want to, uh, you know, submit this to God. And the second thing being, Riju, how you summed it up and anything that makes sense is the fact that, I mean, you know, definitely none of us can do anything about this by ourselves, really. You you, we We should, I mean, we should not even try... I mean, the antidote gives us a formula in some sense, but uh, but the reality is uh, about uh, how much we let the Lord reign, and I, I think that that's spiritually in itself. But realistically, how we are able, to, you know, really uh, you know, value crying that's that's something that we we keep trying to put on the back burner. But yeah, I think for me, what stood out is just how I'm affecting people around you, which kind of motivates me to really think about some of the things that I do intentionally and unintentionally. Yeah, yeah Thanks, I Nithin. would
3: just like to add, yeah.
2: Yeah.
3: yeah, just uh, I have the same thoughts along as uh, Nitin, that uh, in the end of the day, the purpose to love him and to love the people around us and so these idols actually come in the way of our purpose that God has created us for and so we're just missing the mark basically
2: when we live the way we want to live yeah if, if, when we know better we're missing the mark and missing our purpose yeah yeah thanks Mahi so I think it's uh, about time so uh, collateral damage is huge it's linking socks uh, when you wear it Uh, You feel fine, but the whole world around you struggles with it. And they all see it, the stinking socks, right? If that's some imagery for us to leave and close, go have an awesome lunch. Thanks for your time, guys, and have a nice afternoon. Bye-bye. See you in the evening for prayer. Cheers.